Hello, everyone. My name is Samuel Robenheimer, and I am here today with Margaret Hancock. Um, welcome to another episode of Christ Center Conversations. Um, this is a new segment, um, more focused on a single verse. We hope to um, find verses that we enjoy throughout our personal study or that hopefully one day you guys can start sharing with us that we will discuss and expound and um, talk about how it relates to Jesus Christ or the gospel of Jesus Christ and why it's important for us to um, know in our lives, why it's important for us to share um, and understand and why God wants us to have the scriptures and these certain scriptures in our lives. Um, before we get into our topic for today, we would like to introduce ourselves. I'm going to let Margaret go first. So my name is Margaret Hancock. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I was raised there my whole life. Um, and after I graduated high school, I came to Brigham Young University in Utah, and um, that's where I am now. I'm studying nutritional science and chemistry, um, and I'm loving it, and that's where I'm at now. And, and she's pre-med. She's, she's really smart and really cool. Um, thank you so much. Um, my name is Samuel Robenheimer. Um, I was born in East London, South Africa, lived in Johannesburg, South Africa, till I was about five and then lived in Botswana, um, the country just north of South Africa, for about two years before moving to Utah. Um, lived here the rest of my life up to this point. I served a mission in Texas, um, the Fort Worth mission, and that is how I got involved in the, the Christ-centered conversations um, and the people who run it. And I'm very grateful for them, Kevin and Shelby Stanfill. Um, I, I am going to UVU, not BYU. Um, and I am studying math right now, and I really enjoy it. It's really fun. I mean, we're super excited to be able to be here today with you guys and to share some of the thoughts from the verse that we have chosen. Um, the verse that we have chosen comes from Jacob 5. And before we share it, I would, I would just like to introduce the verse a little bit and give you some of the background so it makes a little more sense. Um, Jacob chapter 5, for those of you who know it, it is a, an allegory of the tame and the wild olive tree. Um, and it's it's a long, I think it's like 76 verses. It's it's super, super deep. Um, and it talks all about, I mean, it, the Lord of the vineyard, the guy who owns this this vineyard of olive trees. And of course, it's, it's an allegory to God and Jesus Christ. Um, and the Lord of the vineyard and his servant, they, they are taking care of their olive trees and they are trying to um, allow those olive trees to produce the best fruit. Um, and the olive trees of, are um, God's children. It, it relates it to God's children and um, kind of the patterns that they follow in life through wickedness and righteousness and being good, um, good olive trees and not good olive trees. Um, and the, the chapter kind of leads up to there. And the verse that we chose is Jacob 5.23. Um, we really enjoyed it from our personal study and kind of the preparation for this for this episode. Um, Margaret, would you be willing to read that for us? Yeah, of course. Um, and it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Look hither, behold, I have planted another branch of the tree also. And thou knowest that this spot of ground is poorer than the first. But behold the tree, I have nourished it this long time, and it hath brought forth much fruit. Therefore, gather it and lay it up against the season, that I may preserve it um, unto mine own self. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, something that 
I mean, when I first read that, out of context, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. But we have the Lord of the vineyard and his his servant or God and Jesus Christ looking at this tree. And it has been planted and it says, thou knowest that this spot of ground was poorer than the first. So it isn't planted in the best place. Um, but he says, but behold the tree, I have nourished it this long time and it hath brought forth much fruit. Um, and I, I love that. And, and that's where a lot of our conversation comes from um, today. Margaret, what, 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 what thoughts do you have as you read those verses? So the first kind of ideas that stick out to me when I read this verse are, um, it really exemplifies how the Lord meets us where we're at. Um, there isn't a baseline requirement for um, where we need to be spiritually um, or emotionally to be able to, you know, reach out and actually be able to touch the Lord's outstretched hand. Um, he can He can reach us wherever we are. It's... Um, regardless of our circumstances um, and the situation that we're in at any given time. And I, I think that that's really hopeful and important to understand because um, we do not need to feel unworthy of the atonement at any time. Um, and like it says in the verse, he he knows that the ground that we may be in may, might be poor, and he knows that. And in, in the verse before it, it goes into that a little bit and how he's aware of, of our circumstances. Um, because he has um, atoned for um, our sins and he has he's gone through what we have. Um, and I think just the knowledge and the understanding that he has a perfect knowledge of what we're going through and where we are allows us to be able to trust um, and have hope when we might not otherwise have hope, knowing that he can nourish us and help us to become strong in the ground we're in, not in a different situation. I love that. And I love the thought that you have, like, no matter where we are in life, like, we can always be in a place where God reaches us. Um, we, we are never outside of the realm of his, his love and his, his care. Um, and I love that. Thank you. Um, something that sticks out to me, and it's kind of going along with that. I, I, as I read this verse, and as we've just been talking, um, we never discussed this beforehand. But something that I think about is like we look at the world we live in today and like we've got people living in places that I've lived, Botswana. Um, I remember driving to school and there were mud huts and people wearing no clothes. And I remember taking with the branch that I lived in and um, the, the branch that I went to for church every Sunday, we would do service projects where we'd collect stuff and bring it to these people that lived in orphanages. And it was a mud hut in the middle of like literally the desert. <laughs> Um, and I just remember like those experiences and like, no matter where we are, like we are God's love children. Like he cares about everybody, like in the worst places, as well as later on in this chapter, it says like, behold, I've planted in a good spot of ground. So like he has children in good places. I mean, the United States is great and it isn't without its flaws, but it's great. There's, there's a lot of opportunity here and like people are doing well and, it's, it's very different, but like everybody in, in the world is loved by God. And then going off of that, like, I think, and th this might not be true, but I think those people who are in worse, worse spots of ground, you know, those poor spots of ground, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, all those things, God tries harder for them. He nurses them more. Yeah, he, he knows our needs. Yeah. Because it takes a lot more effort for a poor tree to bring forth good fruit in poor ground. It takes a lot more effort. 
Um, and I think that that's interesting. I, I don't necessarily think he doesn't love it. Like he loves us all equally. Um, it says in this, this chapter many times, it says like, it grieves me that I might lose this tree. Like he doesn't want to lose any of us. Um, and so he's going to put in the effort necessary to help us be productive and be good. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, even the, the trees that have been grafted into the, the poor spots of ground, um, it doesn't just say that they bear fruit, but they all, all of the trees and all of the different types of soil bear good fruit that is, and it says, um, it hath brought forth much fruit. So it's plentiful and it's good. And the fruit is obviously symbolic of kind of our, our efforts and our, the, what we're able to bring to the Lord to, to help him and to help his plan. And I think it's so important kind of connecting with what you said that it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what circumstances we're in with the Lord's help. And when we allow him to hold us up, when we are humble enough to lean on him, um, the fruit that we bear and, and what we're able to accomplish is not limited by any means by those circumstances. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, something that there, there's like, I guess a parable of sorts that I, I read on my mission many times and I don't remember who the first person that shared it with me was. Um, but there, and I'm just going to paraphrase it really quickly. There's a parable of this man and he's a farmer and he wants to be stronger because he gets tired in his farm every in like working his crop every day. And he just gets really tired and he's, he's praying to God and he's like, God, like help me to be stronger, you know? And cause he feels like he's in a poor place in land. Like he's, he's not physically able to keep up with the work he needs to survive. Um, and the answer that God gives him is like, there's a massive boulder in your front yard. And I want you to just push on it every single day. Just push it and move it. Like, I just want you to move it, you know? And uh, he, he sits there and the man's like, okay. And he, he goes and every single day for a little bit, he just pushes on this rock and it does not budge at all. Um, and he feels like he's in a terrible place. Like he's just miserable. And like for, for days, he, he keeps going back to the Lord and he's like, what should I be doing? Like, this isn't working. And God's like, no, just keep pushing on this rock. And eventually like the man is just like, okay, he's fed up and he comes to the Lord and he's like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't helping me. This isn't supporting me. Like I'm not like I'm suffering. Like I'm miserable. I'm in a poor spot of land pretty much. And God turns to me and says, how much easier has your work become? In, in the field and the, the man turns around and he says it's be, it's been a lot easier and god's like well in pushing this rock um you haven't moved it but look at your legs look at your arms look at your back they're so much stronger because of the stress you've been under um and i i think that that's incredible in and of itself and how that kind of relates i need to discuss how that relates to what mm -hmm. we're talking about now because that does sound a little bit off track but like the nourishment is individual as well. God knows what we need well, and I, allows us to become what we want to become and what he wants us to become. He allows us to become mm -hmm. stronger and better. So like even through hard times and through challenges, like his nourishment is different and individual for each of us. So it's so important for us to look at it from a perspective of what is God doing for us here? What are we learning? What are we, are we becoming stronger? Like, and if not, what effort can we put into accept the Lord's nourishment as well as what effort can we put in to use it? Like we have teachers and they teach us, but like 
we only learn when we apply what we've been taught, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to understand that we are never helpless so long as we are putting in effort. Mm -hmm. And while that, that effort itself might not be what makes any, what makes the difference or what overcomes the trial on our own, the effort is what allows Christ to, to magnify what we're trying to do. Um, and I think it's it's important to understand that because it's so easy to feel um, helpless and alone and hopeless when um, when we're in situations or circumstances that feel like they're in control of us instead of us being able to navigate them and be in control of that. And but I think if we can understand that, so long as we're putting forth the effort and so so long as we're trusting, um, the Lord will will allow us to become stronger. Um, and he'll magnify those efforts that we have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I, th I think about like my swimming time, like mm -hmm. the coach. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but like if you relate him to God, like he's giving me the workouts. He's giving me, I mean, I swam from the age of like two till I left on my mission when I was 18. And um, he, he gave me all these workouts, but like I had to put in the effort to swim. Mm -hmm. I had to work hard. I had to. I had to be at practice, you know, these trees in this allegory of the tame and the wild tree. Mm -hmm. I mean, while they are trees and it's slightly different than us as human beings. Um, I mean, these trees have to accept the water, like mm -hmm. they need to have the right chemical um, and physical abilities to accept the water and to accept the nutrients and they need to be able to withstand the wind. So their roots need to grow deeper. Mm -hmm. And God is allowing the soil or the ground that we put in to be what we need it to be, no matter how mm -hmm. poor it may be at first. Like he, like it says in this chapter, he dungs it and he digs around it and he, he fills it and he does all these things to create the soil. We just need to accept it. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. Like God puts us in places where we need to be. He knows where we are. He knows what we are. He knows who we are. And he knows our capabilities and our potential. And we, we, as we learn that, and as we have come to understand that, like, I think our lives get a lot more easier. We mm -hmm. do become stronger just from that knowledge in and of itself. We become stronger mentally and emotionally, at least and spiritually. Um, but it's through applying that, that we physically and all these different places become stronger in our lives. No, I agree. And I, I think that um, another I think it's easy to fall into is feeling as if um, as if trials are only negative and don't bear any benefit to us. But I I'm confident from my own experiences and and from those of others around me um, that the opportunities that were given, um, which it sounds a little funny to phrase them as opportunities, but when we do have trials in more difficult times. Um, that is the period where we grow the most. And that's the period where we can come the closest to the Lord and we learn how to trust him and we learn how to establish roots in him, um, which benefit us going forward and, and don't disintegrate easily. Um, and so I, th I think that this, that those types of opportunities for um, gathering humility and, and learning to do so um, allow us to, to become closer to Christ, even though it, it, it's more, maybe more painful and it, mm -hmm. it might not be as easy, but we, we don't grow when times are easy. That's, that's not how um, growth works. We need to be placed under stress for there to be any stretching and growing. 
Um, so can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I love what you've shared. Um, how, just quickly, how mm-hmm. have you seen God's hand in your life? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I try to, I try to be um, mindful of where I can see the Lord because it allows me to see it a lot more and be a lot more grateful. But um, I guess a little more specifically, some of the times when I have been able to um, kind of see these periods of growth more specifically have been in the past, I've struggled a lot with really severe anxiety when I was in elementary, middle, and high school. Um, and I got to a point where I didn't really know if I would be able to move forward and and kind of move out and go to college and live on my own without these um, kind of crippling issues getting in the way. Um, and I, I felt like that was a, a hard, a poor spot of ground that I was in because um, it wasn't my fault and, um, and I was doing everything that I could. Um, but retrospectively looking back, um, that type of an experience where I can see where I was, I was in a poor spot of ground, um, it allowed me to, um, to kind of develop a strong testimony of, of enduring faithfully. Um, even if you can't see the end, um, faith in that is enough and the Lord accepts that and, and helps you come to where you are. And obviously I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing quite well actually, but just being able to look back, um, and see how we have cycled through those times of difficulty that, that really allows, that allowed me to, to have a, a real testimony of, um, how the Lord meets us where we're at and allows where we're at. And he allows our efforts to be more than enough. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I love the testimony that you have of how much God loves you and the experiences that you have that have enforced that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Kind of an interesting thought. Something that I, I do recognize is a lot of the time in the gospel, and this isn't putting anyone down, we always talk about God is with us through the hard times. Mm-hmm. But on my mission, there, there was a day, and I remember it was raining, which should have sucked, but I love the rain. And I just remember being ecstatic the whole day. It was just the best day I've had, like one of, I've had a lot of better days, but like it was one of the best days I've ever had in my life. I was happy the entire day and I was like, nothing is wrong with today. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking about that and thinking, holy crap, like God loves me. (laughs) Like it is raining and it is raining hard and we are doing so many cool things. But like, like it was just a good day. Mm-hmm. And like, I literally was skipping everywhere. I I don't even remember who I was with. I think I was on an exchange that day. Um, and I just, I was literally, I couldn't stop skipping. <laughs> like I was just ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God is on our side. Like he is helping today be a good day. Mm-hmm. So like he is there with us, not only on the bad days, like Cause like that whole trouser, I was with one of my favorite companions, Elder Walters, yeah, love yeah. him. And he comes home in October, November, <laughs> and I'm stoked. Um, but I, I was a happy, I was a happy mm-hmm. camper there. My life was great at that point. And I just remember like, even in the good times, God is with us. He rejoices with us. Yeah. And even when we are in the good soil, mm-hmm. like he is still nourishing us and he is still giving us those experiences. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Um, I, I, I know that God is on our side. I know that he does love us. I know that he does care about us. And I know that he does nourish us through everything. Um, 
no matter what phase of our lives we are in, our whole lives are in his hand. It's not just the bad times, but our whole lives are in his hands. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and I hope after this discussion and um, kind of listening from the thoughts we've had and the thoughts that you've had as you've listened, um, I invite, um, I extend an invitation um, that you will be able to work alongside the Lord in trying to recognize the nourishment that he's given you and trying to recognize his hand um, and continue to put in, put in the effort to see him and to allow him to help us. Um, and we're so grateful that we were able to um, discuss this today. And we're um, grateful for everybody who's able to um, listen and participate at home. Definitely. You know, as, as Margaret said, as we look for the hand of the Lord in our lives more often, I think it becomes clear to us how mm -hmm. much he loves us. Yeah. Um, and that, that really is what we hope the takeaway is. We hope that you guys will be able to recognize God's hand in your life, just from this discussion at least. Um, we're excited to continue on this discussion. Um, we, we are grateful for everyone for listening and uh, joining in with us today. And um, we hope that as we go on in the future, we will be able to allow it to be more interactive. We'd love to hear some of the scriptures that you love, um, your individual uh, verses that are so important to you. And we'd love to share those and discuss those and include some of your thoughts as well. Um, and as we continue forward, we, we will look for ways to make that possible. Um, but till then, we, we are grateful for everyone for listening, for the opportunity that we have to share our testimonies and our thoughts. And um, we, we are looking forward to sharing with you guys again. Have a good rest of your week. Thank you so much. Bye.